there's so many ways that you can start your presentation so that you hook people in. And the reason why the hook is so important, it's important for your audience because you want to grab their attention and you, you want them to know that they're in for a treat and they should really pay attention. But the other thing that you really want to do and the other benefit of having a hook is that it helps you to relax and calm down. <laughs> you know, stepping on a stage can be very nerve wracking. And when you step on that stage, whether it's virtual, a virtual stage or a physical stage, that first minute is so awkward. It's it's frustrating. It's not frustrating. It's stressful. And so you want to make sure that you're going to be able to catch the audience's attention. But you also want to ease into the presentation and you want to let go of some of those nerves. So if you can make people laugh or if you can make people turn to each other and do something or say something or engage the audience in some type of activity, it's going to calm your nerves. You're listening to The Grind and Gratitude Show. I am Danny Stone, and I've dedicated my entire life to helping people win. Win in their careers, win in their businesses, and win in their lives. This podcast is going to help you get on your grind and hustle to create the life that you love and walk in gratitude along the journey. Each episode, I'll teach you tools and tactics and bring you conversations with experts that will help you turn your passion into a thriving online business. Life isn't about wishing for something greater. It's about making it happen. There's something special about you. Grind until you find it. Be grateful when you get it. Welcome to the Grind and Gratitude Show. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much. If you're an avid listener, you already know I got a lot of love for you. If this is your first time tuning into the Grind and Gratitude Show, Let me tell you quickly what it's all about. This podcast is designed to help you level up your business and level up your life. And we do that by bringing you guest experts, tips, stories, setbacks, successes to help you learn so that you can learn, share, and grow. And I'm not saying that I have all the answers. I'm just saying that I'm somebody who's naturally curious about how I can take my business and my life to the next level and serve more people And so that's what this podcast is all about. Now, today I want to talk to you about something that a lot of people ask me about. A lot of people ask me how they can be a more confident speaker. They want to be able to speak on stages, whether it's physical stages or virtual stages or on camera, but they want to be more confident. And so many people ask me about this. And that's why I started the Champion You Academy to teach people how to get clear about what they want and to speak confidently and to grow their business. And so that's what the Champion You Academy is all about. And that's why I teach people, especially business owners, how to speak with confidence, how to tell champion stories so that their ideal clients come to them. So, so many people have been asking me and they keep asking me, you know, Coach Stone, How do I become a better speaker? That's what I'm going to talk to you about today. But before I get too far into this, I have to let you know who I am. Of course, I am Danny Stone, also known as Coach Stone is in the building. I help hero entrepreneurs make more income, 
impact and influence by learning how to speak so that they attract their ideal clients and create the lifestyle they deserve. So that's a little bit about what I do. But I'm also a transformational speaker, a teacher, and as you can see, a podcaster. But I wasn't always a confident speaker. Just like so many people in the world who have a fear of public speaking, I had that fear of public speaking. I remember in high school, I was terrified to stand up and and give a presentation. And it didn't get any better when I graduated to university. I was terrified. And like so many people that I meet, they say, you know, Coach Stone, there's no way, no way that I could stand on stage and talk in front of people. There's no way that I could do a virtual presentation. There's no way that I could turn on my camera and just speak into the camera and then post that. There's no way I could do that. And I can relate because I used to be that way. But what I do understand is that with practice and the right tools and the right mentors and coaching, you can be an amazing speaker. And as a matter of fact, you're already an amazing speaker. It's just that you haven't honed your skills to be more concise and more clear and have more conviction. That's all it is. You speak every day. You speak to family members. You speak to coworkers. You speak to people in your business. You speak to maybe even people on your social media. You speak to your friends. You speak every day. It's just that once we put that lens of being a public speaker in front of a lot of people, that's when they get really nervous. So today I want to talk to you about five uncommon tips to help you become a more confident speaker. And I'm going to say this, there's there's lots of tips out there. There's many things that you can do to be a more effective speaker, a more confident speaker. You know, things like preparation, making sure that you prepare and you write down your speech and you practice and you do all of these things. But I want to talk to you about some uncommon things that most people don't talk about when it comes to being a more effective speaker. Now, you might be saying, well, Coach Stone, that's you. You know, you've been speaking for a long time and you're good now. That's true. But these are some of the things that I've learned along the way that a lot of people didn't really tell me. And I want to share them with you. But before we dive in, I just want to give you a snapshot of my speaking background so that you understand. I have been speaking, getting paid to speak since 1999. Now, I know I look young. (laughs) I know I look young. I know I look like I'm maybe 30, but I've been getting paid to speak since 1999. I used to be a job search facilitator. So I used to help 16 to 24 year olds find jobs. I would stand up and give job search presentations about resumes, interview skills, how to be more effective communicators, life skills. And then I became a career coach. And started doing the same thing for adults, teaching them how to find their ideal careers and go down that path. I was a college instructor. My background is in managing training and coaching for colleges and big financial institutions. And then I graduated to like being a transformational speaker, speaking on stages around the world, facilitating seminars. And that's what I do now. And then I also teach 
workshops and seminars in my own community, the Champion You community and the Champion Academy community. So I've been doing this for well over 20 years. And I'm saying this just so that you understand that I'm not somebody who just became a speaker. I'm not somebody who just got paid to speak in front of groups. I was getting paid to speak in front of groups for a long time, whether it was as a facilitator, a teacher, a speaker, or a coach. And now I get to speak to you on this podcast, which I love. So I just wanted to give you that background so that you understand I have a little bit of experience with speaking. And I also want you to know that I'm not perfect. I'm still getting better every single day. I'm a better speaker than I was five years ago, three years ago, two years ago, or even last year. But I'm continuing to hone my skills and I continue to learn and to grow so that I can be a a more impactful transformational speaker. So now that we get all that good stuff out of the way, (laughs) let's talk about these five uncommon tips that are going to help you to become a more confident, a more powerful speaker. The first tip I want to share with you is that you have to believe in your message. I know, sounds pretty straightforward, but a lot of people don't really consider the fact that they have to believe in the message that they're delivering. And I can understand because for many of us, we're so nervous about the fact that we may have to give a presentation or a speech. We just want to get it down. We just want to memorize it. We want to learn everything that we have to learn. We want to just deliver it. And then we want to hope that people liked it. We hope that we made an impact and we hope that people got the message. But here's the thing. You have to believe in the message. If you stand up there and deliver a message or deliver a speech or a presentation and you don't believe in it, it's not going to come across as being very heartfelt. People need to know that you believe in the message. And I understand like sometimes you may have to give a presentation for school or for work or maybe in your community and you might not be passionate about the topic, but you still have to deliver it. Well, find something in that presentation. Find something in that message that you can really connect to. Because here's the thing. When you believe in the message, then other people are going to feel that. And there has to be something about the message that's going to help your audience. That's why you're delivering it. Whether you're delivering information about a new process at work or you're delivering a presentation at school about a certain topic. There has to be something in that topic that resonates with you, that you know is going to be important to the audience. So that's the first thing. Take some time to understand your message and believe in the message. Believe in the overall message that you're delivering because that's going to come through. And it doesn't matter how many ums and ahs or how much you mess up. If you're passionate about it and you deliver that message with passion and conviction because you believe in it, then that's what's really important. And that's a part of what the, what the audience is going to connect and resonate with. And so a lot of people don't really talk about that. They talk about the mechanics of being a better speaker, but they don't talk about the mindset about finding something in the message that you're passionate about, that you believe the audience really needs. 
The second thing is, if you really want to be a confident speaker, if you really want to be an impactful speaker, the second thing that we have to do is this, and we don't talk about this enough. We need to have a great hook. A hook is when you hook the audience in right away. You grab their attention. You get them to lean in right away. You have to do this within the first 30 to 60 seconds. So the minute that you step on that stage or the minute that you, you press record or, you, or you, you go on that virtual presentation, you have to hook your audience. How can you hook your audience? Well, I did a, I did a video on this a while ago. It's, I think it was 10 powerful ways to start your presentation on fire. And you really want to hook them. So how can you hook your audience within the first 30 to 60 seconds to make them want to pay attention? What are some of the things you can do? Well, you can definitely go back and check out that video, but I'll tell you a few things. One, you can come out to music with really high energy. You can come out dancing if that's your style. You can come out with a really powerful quote. You can have a really amazing visual behind you that really catches people's attention. You can start with a joke. You know, if you're really someone who has a great sense of humor, maybe you want to start with a joke. You can engage your audience to get them to do something. You know, raise your hand if you've ever struggled to land new clients. Or you can get them to turn to each other and you know, say something to each other or shake each other hand, each other's hand or give each other a high five. There's so many ways that you can start your presentation so that you hook people in. And the reason why the hook is so important, it's important for your audience because you want to grab their attention and you, you want them to know that they're in for a treat and they should really pay attention. But the other thing that you really want to do and the other benefit of having a hook is that it helps you to relax and calm down. <laughs> you know, stepping on a stage can be very nerve wracking. And when you step on that stage, whether it's virtual, a virtual stage or a physical stage, that first minute is so awkward. It's, it's frustrating. It's not frustrating. It's stressful. And so you want to make sure that you're going to be able to catch the audience's attention, but you also want to ease into the presentation and you want to let go of some of those nerves. So if you can make people laugh, or if you can make people turn to each other and do something or say something or engage the audience in some type of activity, it's going to calm your nerves. And then once you kind of calm down, you can then flow into your presentation or your speech. So that first 30 to 60 seconds is really powerful. And I think it's something that we talk about and something that people talk about sometimes, but it's really, really important. It's really important to catch the audience's attention and also to, to calm your nerves so that you can start to become more confident when you're delivering that speech or that presentation. So that's the second thing. Really take some time to think about how can I start my presentation on fire? How can I get people to listen? How can I get them fired up about what I'm about to say? 
And having a really great hook can do that. The third tip that I want to share with you is this. Now, you may have heard this before. I'm sure you have. But I'm going to talk to you about it in a different way. Once you have written out your speech and you've practiced a few times, then you want to record yourself. You want to record yourself. Now, I know it's going to be awkward because it's always awkward for me still to see myself on camera. But you want to record yourself and then you want to play it back. But you want to play it back in three different ways. The first time that you play it back, you just want to close your eyes and listen. You just want to listen to the words. What are you saying? What is the pace that you're speaking at? Are you speaking really fast? Are you speaking really fast standing on stage saying, hey, my name is Danny Stone. Are you speaking really fast? Or are you speaking really slow? Trying to get the audiences. You get what I'm saying, right? (laughs) So listening for your pitch, the pitch of your voice, the speed that you're speaking, your tone. Are Are you a monotone speaker? So does it always sound the same? Well, if you're monotone, then you have to change up the levels in your voice because that's what engages people. Just watching the playback and just listening to your voice, closing your eyes and just listening. Are there a lot of ums and ahs? Are you pausing to create a dramatic effect? The speed, the tone, listening to all of those things. And that'll give you an idea of what you sound like. And I think that's really important because you want to know what you sound like. And so when you close your eyes and you just listen to the audio, then that really allows you to hone in on just the words and the voice and the tone and the speed and the pitch. Then you want to watch the video, your playback a second time. This time you want to turn the volume down. You don't want to hear yourself. Now you're just watching your movements and your mannerisms. How are you moving around? Are you flailing your arms all over the place? And that can be very distracting. How are you using your hands? Are you scanning the room to try to make eye contact? So just watching your movements can be very helpful without the sound. And here's the thing. If you're animated, which is great, if that's your style, maybe that's not your speaking style and you don't have to be. But you don't want to stand straight or sit straight without any movement. You don't, you're not a robot. You just don't want to sit there and not move at all. Now, if you're doing a virtual presentation, obviously your movements have to be more limited. They have to be more subtle. You can't expand your hands like as if you're on a stage because a stage is big. So you can do big gestures with your hands. So that's the other thing you have to pay attention to. If it's a virtual presentation, then you want to keep your movements very limited. You want to keep them sort of shoulder width apart. You don't want to do big gestures with your hands. But if you're practicing to speak on a stage, then you can do those bigger, bolder movements. And you can make eye contact and move around. So think about 
your delivery? Is it a virtual presentation? Are you speaking on a stage? And watch your movements. Pay attention to how you're moving and your eye contact and your body language. That's the second way that you want to watch your playback of your video. The third way is you turn up the volume and you watch it in real time. So you watch the video and you listen to it. And then you make some observations and make some notes. And then you want to make those notes and you want to make those changes as necessary. And then you go back and re-record yourself and do it again. And that's how you will really start to get great at speaking. That's how you start to build your confidence. That's how you start to speak with conviction. But it takes some practice. And recording yourself is a great way. And let me tell you, it's still awkward for me to go back and to to hear my voice and to watch myself. It's still uncomfortable for me. I, I, I don't like to do it. But I understand that it's necessary if I want to be a more impactful speaker, if I want to be a more transformational speaker, if I want to take people on a journey that I know is going to help them powerfully and positively impact their business or their life. So I do it. I do that awkward thing of watching myself back those three different ways. And I make notes and I go back and I do it again. And I did a speech a few, a few months ago, I did a a virtual speech and I did this process and I didn't want to do it, but I did it. So I rehearsed the speech. I, I set up my area. I was giving this virtual speech, but I was standing up And I was watching my movements and I recorded it and I didn't want to watch the recording, but I did. And I did it the same way I told you. First, I listened to myself. Then I turned down the volume and I watched it. And then I watched it again with the volume up. And I made a bunch of notes and I I went back and I made some changes And I realized that there's a a few little things that I did with my hands that were really big gestures that wouldn't work well in a virtual presentation. So I made some notes and I went back and I changed it. And then I re-recorded myself and I went through the process again. And it was much better. I controlled my hand gestures. There was a few things that I did with my voice in the first time that I was uh, speaking in a really kind of excited tone. And I I realized that I had to have more peaks and valleys and then it got better. And I delivered the speech and they absolutely loved it. And in fact, after I delivered the speech, they actually asked me, could I come back next year and do something else? So it works. It works for me. I'm sure it will work for you. But I'm going to be honest, it's going to be really awkward to watch yourself. (laughs) It's something that I'm still trying to get used to, but it is very effective. So that's the third tip that a lot of people don't talk about. They may say record yourself, but, you know, you might not have heard the fact that listen to your, you know, listen to it, then watch it without the sound, then go back and watch it with the sound. The, 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 The other tip that I want to give you The fourth tip is really around storytelling. Storytelling is so powerful. Everything that we do in our lives revolves around stories. 
You watch TV shows, their stories. You listen to podcasts, their stories. You have conversations with friends. You're usually telling stories. You watch your favorite movies, read your favorite books. So many things that we do in life are based around stories. And stories work because we think visually. We think in pictures. The way that we see things, we see them visually in our minds. And so the reason why stories work is because when you step on stage, whether it's virtual or in person, and you tell a story, you're painting a virtual picture for people so they can see it and not only see it, they can experience what it is that you're saying. So when you learn to tell stories, that's when you really get into the hearts of your audience. And what I teach people to do is to tell champion stories. I I work with business owners and I teach them how to tell champion stories. And champion stories are strategic stories that you tell about your business and about yourself that help you to build credibility and help you to get into the hearts of potential customers and clients. But you can tell champion stories too, regardless of what you do. And I did a a podcast episode about this. You can go back and you can watch that. But champion stories are really stories about you that you share where you've overcome a major challenge. You've achieved something you never thought you could achieve. You've helped somebody in a way that you helped them to achieve things they didn't think they could achieve. Champion stories are really powerful. And when you spend some time sitting down, thinking about these stories, and you learn to practice telling those stories, they can be very powerful. You think of TED Talks. Look how popular TED Talks are. You know, some of the biggest TED Talks are all about telling stories. Or in that TED Talk, they told a memorable story that people remember. And here's the thing about becoming a really great storyteller, becoming really good at telling stories. Here's something that's very, very interesting. When you're giving a speech or a presentation and you tell a powerful story, people will remember that story. They'll forget less and less about what you might consider to be mess ups or a lot of ums and ahs, or maybe you've lost your place in the presentation and you forgot something. They'll remember that less if you have a very powerful story, because what people will remember is that story. I've stood on many, many stages and I've lost my place. I've messed up the speech. I've said lots of ums and ahs and done all of the things that they tell you not to do in a speech, but I've told powerful stories. And at the end of some of those speeches and the end of some of those presentations, People didn't remember all of my mess ups. They remembered the powerful stories that I told. And that's what you want to do. We don't talk about this enough when giving presentations and giving speeches. We have to paint the picture and the way to reinforce a point in your presentation or a way to reinforce your overall message is with a story. So learn to tell stories. Now, you might say, Danny, you know, I don't really have a lot of stories that I can tell, or maybe you don't have stories you can tell 
related to certain topics that you're going to be speaking about, think about it. What is the topic that you're speaking about? And do you have personal stories that you can share? And if you don't have personal stories, then share other people's stories. Some of the best speakers in the world who get paid millions of dollars to speak, they don't just share their own stories. They share other people's stories. You can do the same thing. You can tell stories of Steve Jobs or Oprah or Michael Jordan and your lessons from their their stories. So that's the great thing about sharing stories. They don't have to be yours. Share the stories of a customer. Share the story of a fellow coworker. Share the story of somebody that inspires you, a family member, a friend. The story doesn't have to belong to you. But stories are powerful. And I realized that once I started sharing stories in my speeches and my presentations, it really changed my my level of effectiveness. People started to resonate and connect more with my messages when I started sharing stories. So I want you to do the same thing. The next time you have to give a speech, or a presentation, or if you're a business owner, you need to have champion stories. If you're a business owner, you need to have stories of why you started the business. Maybe you started the business because you saw there was a gap in your industry, or maybe you started the business because you had so many challenges accessing these services or trying to buy these products, so you decided that you wanted to provide the solution. Or maybe you've helped a client who was really struggling in some area of their life And now they're really thriving. What are those champion stories that you can tell? As business owners, especially, you need to have those champion stories. So learn to find a story to share in your presentation or stories. And they don't have to be long. You could tell a story in two or three minutes. But stories help people to see the vision, to see the picture, to understand it, to feel it in their hearts. And that's something I'm constantly working on, how I can be a more impactful storyteller. So I want you to think about that. And the fifth tip that I want to share with you that may be uncommon, that you don't hear often, that's going to help you become a more confident speaker is Learn to understand what it is the audience needs to hear. What does the audience need to hear? Now, you might be saying, well, Coach Stone, how can I find that out? Ask the person who's bringing you in to present. If you have to present at work, ask the per- your boss or whoever is asking you to present. What is it that the audience needs to hear? What are they struggling with right now? What is their biggest challenge? What do they need to hear from me right now? And that's not a question that a lot of people ask. But I can tell you this. When I started asking people who were bringing me in to speak, what is it that the audience needs to hear? They were just so amazed. They were like, wow, no one's ever asked that question. That is an amazing question. 
And so I would ask people that question and they might say, well, right now people are feeling a little bit uneasy in the workplace because we just laid off some people. Or right now people are kind of stressed and overworked because we're trying to figure out what's going on with going back to work in this pandemic. Or right now business owners are really trying to figure out how to land their clients and customers, especially when ads aren't working the way that they used to work. So asking that question can give you some insight into what the audience really needs to hear. And so think about it. I spoke to some college students last year and I delivered a keynote message. And in that message, I acknowledged that a lot of you are now studying online. It might be stressful. You might have a lot of anxiety around that. It's very different. You might feel disconnected. You might even feel a little bit isolated and depressed because you may have been used to going in and being on campus and now it's all virtual. You might feel like quitting because you just feel like you can't do it. But don't you quit. You're not alone. So many people right now feel like that at colleges and universities all across the world. It's something that's common amongst college students, but is amplified for you right now because of the pandemic. But you can do this. You've overcome difficult things before. You've been through challenging situations and you've done it. And you can do it again. Seek out help. You have people at the college and the university that can help you. Before you quit, reach out to people for help because you can get through this. And I just went on and there was a whole message around, you have everything that you need inside of you. You have a champion inside of you and champions know how to overcome adversity and all of these things. That's what they needed to hear. And after I delivered that message, I got so many DMs on Instagram and LinkedIn and all of these students and even staff reached out to me and they said, Danny, that message was so powerful. Even some of the staff and the faculty and even some of the vice president, one of the vice presidents reached out and said that message was was what I needed to hear. So all of that to say, when I asked, what is the message that people need to hear? And they told me, I delivered that message. And that message really changed the game for, for a lot of the people that reached out to me. So sometimes in your mind, you might think that you know the message that people need to hear and you put together your speech, but it doesn't hurt to ask. And here's something else that I realized. I've spoken on stages before, and as I'm speaking, I I realize that the message that I'm delivering is not what the audience needs to hear. So I've actually stopped the speech and I said to people, what's on your mind right now? What's keeping you up at night? What is your biggest challenge right now? Now, that's very risky to do. And unless you really are confident in your ability to deliver what you think they may ask, you might not want to do that. <laughs> um, but at least it, it showed them that I, that, that I cared, that I'm not just there to say what I wanted to say. And so I opened it up and we to an audience. It wasn't a huge audience. If it's a massive audience, like four or five, 600 people, that might not be something good you want to do. But it was a smaller audience. And I opened it up and we had this really amazing conversation. And people really felt validated and they felt heard. But it's because I delivered 
the message that the audience wanted to hear. So that's something that you need to think about. What is the message that the audience needs to hear? Ask the person who's asking you to speak. Or if it's just you delivering the message to your audience as a business owner or uh, you just choose to, to put out a video on social media, think about who the message is for and where they are in their lives right now. What do you think that they need to hear? And deliver that message. And if you don't know, then reach out to some of your followers or, or some of your customers and ask them, say, hey, right now, what is your biggest challenge? Or what do you need right now to help you move forward in your business or move forward in your life or move forward with whatever your area of expertise is that you're going to deliver this speech and then deliver it. And I'm telling you, it will be very impactful. If you do that and you tell the stories and you do all the things that I'm talking about right now, you will be a more confident speaker. And this is coming from somebody who was terrified of public speaking. I mean, terrified. (laughs) I did not want to be on stage. I did not even want to speak to even a small group of three or four people. I was not a confident speaker. And now I speak on stages all over the world. Now I'm speaking to you through my podcast. I'm a coach. I I do online teaching and and coaching. And, And now this is my livelihood. But it took me many, many years of a lot of mistakes, a lot of bad presentations, a lot of bad speeches, a lot of people just looking at me like you wasted my time coming here because your speech was didn't deliver what you said it was going to. To really working on honing my skills to getting coaching, to buying courses and reading books, watching some of the best speakers in the world and making notes and and practicing and 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 finding people that I trust to run through my speeches with me and give me feedback and watching myself on video, all of these things I had to do and I continue to do to be a more impactful speaker. And I know you can. See, here's the thing. You are already a speaker. It's just that maybe you're untrained and you haven't practiced and you don't have the coaching and the skills and the mentoring that you need to be a more confident speaker. And don't worry, I'm going to help you with that. I'm going to be launching my Speak to Impact. Um, I'm going to be launching my Speak to Impact, sorry, um, challenge. And in that challenge, I'm really going to help you to learn to, to speak, to be more impactful. So I'm still working on the name, Speak to Impact, something I ran before. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep the same name or it might be Speak Up to Scale Up, something like that. Either way, I'm going to be launching a five-day challenge that's really going to help you to be a more impactful speaker. But for now, I want you to make sure that you go back and listen to this. If you haven't been making notes, and make some notes. Now, if you're driving, keep driving. I don't want you to make notes while you're driving. (laughs) But when you go back and you listen to this, make notes. Make some notes about some of the things that you heard. Make some notes about some of the areas that you can be a, become better in speaking. Maybe you really need to sit down and write out your speech more. Maybe it, you have never recorded yourself, so that's something you have to do. Maybe you've never thought about telling stories, so you have to learn to tell stories. Maybe you never thought about that first 30 to 60 seconds to hook people in. Or maybe you never really considered what is it that the audience needs to hear. Whatever it is, make some notes 
Go back, watch this thing, write them out, and then practice. Practice. Champions are made in practice. So by the time you step on that virtual stage or that physical stage or you put out your video, you're you're more confident, you're more polished, and you feel more comfortable delivering that message. So those are five kind of uncommon tips that are going to help you to become a more confident speaker. I hope this was valuable. I hope this was helpful. Again, these are things that I've thought I thought about over my career of 20 years getting paid to speak. And they're things that I'm constantly working on. I've never considered myself to be at the top of, of speaking that I can never learn. I can continue to learn and grow. And that's what I do. So I hope this was helpful for you. Please, if you enjoyed this, um, make sure that you share this with other people. Subscribe to the Grind and Gratitude Show podcast. Make sure you leave a review. All of those things are going to help us to reach more people. But for now, I just want to say thank you so much for being my co-host. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate you being here and I'll catch you in the next episode. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for being my co-host on this episode of the Grind and Gratitude Show. I really appreciate you. I hope that you learned something and you're motivated to take action and get on your grind. Didn't that go by fast? If you want more, head over to grindandgratitude.com for show notes and more information about this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a rating so more people will tune in. And let me say this. There's something special about you. Grind until you find it. Be grateful when you get it.